0: We follow them too, and we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it.
1: Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) How is everyone today? How are we doing? Kelsey's great. I'm great too. Okay, so we have two episodes coming out this week with the founders of Etitude. Their names are Phoebe U and Kat Day. Phoebe set out a couple years ago now to find some sheets that were sustainable, that were soft, that were affordable, and she mm-hmm. couldn't find anything on the market. She also happened to have a background in supply chain and logistics in China, working with big companies like Walmart, helping them source textiles. So she knew a thing or two about the industry and she wanted to do something different. So they created a proprietary fabric that
0: is soft like silk, breathable like cotton and cooling and hypoallergenic. That's the quadruple threat. And it's amazing for the
1: environment because bamboo is incredibly environmentally friendly compared to traditional cotton
0: and the manufacturing of cotton. So they're really just hitting it on all fronts. And clearly, they get it. They seriously get it. And this conversation, we split it up, like Emma just mentioned, and we hear how two very different backgrounds blend together to build this like superpower of a company. And then in our second episode, we get into the nitty gritty of leadership and what the company has had to change and evolve in order to, you know, just get to that next level and have their team evolve as well. And so we had very interesting, very different conversations with both Phoebe and Kat. Mm -hmm. I think we should just get right into it. Let's do it.
1: It's time for our brand of the week that we're loving. And this week, the brand we wanted to shout out is Cotton. So if you haven't heard of Cotton, it's spelled K-O-T-N. They're a Toronto based brand. They create the best basics, the softest t-shirts, the best fitting sweats. Like they really have incredible products. They're all ethically sourced from Egypt. They actually use a portion of their proceeds to give back to the communities in Egypt. They're a Toronto-based brand. They're founded by a couple actually who are just super sweet. So if you're looking for new basics or you're looking for great cotton products that are ethically made and is a Canadian brand, I highly recommend checking out cotton. We also have a discount code for you. You can use code Clark 10 for 10% off your order and we'll have a link down below for you happy shopping. We are back with another episode. Today we have Phoebe Yu and Kat Day with us. They are the founders of Etitude. So for starters, we always like our audience to get a bit of background on your story. So to start off, each of you can share what you were doing prior to Etitude and and how you
2: got to Etitude. I'm happy to share about that. So I'm Phoebe. I'm the founder and CEO of Attitude. Before I, I start Attitude, I have over a decade experience in the home textile sector. More is helping big international companies develop and source textile products in China. And then I moved to Melbourne, Australia. I also then got a lot of learning on sustainability and also the crisis we have on climate change. That's when I have the idea of Attitude, really want to only develop uh, sustainable textile products that that are not harming our earth, and also at the same time, highly functional and also at a reasonable price. Because as an eco-conscious consumer myself, I want that for myself. So I assume there's a lot of consumers out there would want the same. So that's how Attitude started.
0: A quick clarifying question. When you were doing all of this before, Was the intention to eventually turn that into entrepreneurship?
2: I was always quite entrepreneurial. My first startup before Attitude, that's also an independent company. At its peak, I also have 20 people working for me. In my whole career, I only worked in one company. That's my first job. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was always running my own Mm -hmm. business. But definitely to focus on sustainable products, that's an idea organically started to come up after I moved to Australia.
1: Okay. Very interesting. And then Kat, you came into the picture a little bit later,
3: right? Yes. I joined Attitude in early 2018. And prior to Attitude, I also have an entrepreneurial career like Phoebe. I had founded and scaled and sold a mission-driven direct-to-consumer company, which also grew out of a passion of mine, which was to travel and discover new foods from around the world. So that company scaled to about 30 people before it was acquired in 2017. And after that, I was looking for the next big thing and consumer that I could feel really passionate about and join and, and really help to grow. So I met Phoebe on AngelList and she sent me a duvet cover by Etitude and I had the best sleep of my life. I fell in love with the product. I really loved it. I just didn't feel anything like that before. It was so soft, so silky, so smooth and incredibly breathable. So I was just very excited about this innovative product. And then the secondary part was the sustainability aspect. Really got me excited because with our innovation, we actually use 500 times less water and emit 52% less carbon emissions versus traditional cotton. So those kind of statistics got me really excited about the impact we could make if we could scale this business. And so before that, I actually spent uh, a bit of time more on the growing of bigger businesses. I was at Weight Watchers before starting my own company, helping to grow that uh, online business. And prior to that, did more traditional strategy consulting. And that brought me Mm -hmm. into Columbia Business School, where I studied entrepreneurship. And that was the, the catalyst for starting my first company.
0: So, Kat, no. you were looking for the next thing, Phoebe. What were you looking for out of Angelus? What prompted you to put that up there?
2: At the time, I want to grow into the U.S. market from Australia because from day one, I want Etsy to be an international company brand, so we can make more impact. And U.S. is the single biggest consumer market. But I, I'm aware, like I definitely need a strong business partner. To make that happen because it is big, but also very competitive in the e-commerce category. I don't have a lot of connection in the US. So I definitely think a strong business partner like Cat would definitely make the company grow much faster. And also, I think we have really complementary skills. So I'm more focused on the product development, logistic side, but Cat has a lot of experience in in marketing branding so i think we really rely on each other's strength and that just make the company grow so much faster and better
1: that's so important finding someone who can complement your skill set i think that's Mm. something me and kelsey find too is we balance each other Mm. out well and it's important because you want to have your own lanes that you Mm. trust each other in right you don't want to always be in each other's business so Mm. that's awesome I'm curious, what is something that you learned in the more corporate environments you're in that you really didn't want to bring over to Attitude?
3: Generally, I had a very positive experience in all of my work experiences. And I think it was a, a learning experience that actually management is what makes your experience positive. And I've been very lucky to have incredible managers and wanted to ensure that my own companies had a very positive and encouraging and welcoming culture. That also encourages innovation and allows people to be themselves, their true authentic selves. So I would say I I learned the positive things. Any big company has a more challenging time to be quick, but that comes with the territory of having a big ship to steer. So I wouldn't say it's a negative at all. It's just a fact of life. And you Mm -hmm. just have to work within the organization and the system that you have. Yeah, Yeah. you get good at it.
0: How would you describe attitudes culture?
2: Sustainability is our number one value. But aside from that, we are also, as Kat described, a very welcoming, transparent culture. So we share our information with our team. There's always a discussion on bigger decisions. We would definitely try to get a lot of ideas from the team. And also we encourage well-being. So we don't want anyone to burn out. Working in a startup sometimes can be stressful, but we always encourage team to take leaves like with our one-on-ones the first question always okay what, what pto have you planned put on a calendar <laughs> that's the first you know one-on-one conversation so people don't forget to take time to to reset and yeah we've spent quite a bit of time
3: thinking about our culture in the last year and a half and One of those exercises was actually coming up with the values that we want our team members to exhibit um, and to live and breathe. And so Phoebe mentioned a few of them, such as transparency, sustainability, belonging, and well-being. But also two others are very important if you're growing a startup, which is innovation and ownership. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the other ones are really kind of balancing out what you would have a kind of a fast-paced environment, making sure that people are not burning out but you also want to make sure that people do have ability to feel like they have ownership over what they're working on. And then finally innovation. So still having that drive for learning and seeing what else is out there and how can we bring new technologies, new ideas to our organization.
1: All great values. And I think we're going to dive into leadership in one of our future episodes with you. So I'm excited to dive into that more. One other question I have how do you find the competitiveness of the space you're in and how do you differentiate?
2: It is a competitive uh, category. There's a lot of betting brands out there, but we think our major competitive advantage is our ability to innovate at the fiber level of the textile itself. I think most uh, betting brands out there, they do a great job branding, marketing, but on the product itself, there's not much innovation going on. majority of them still use conventional cotton. Uh, a few more sustainable focus is, is organic cotton, maybe linen, but these are materials has have not been innovated for decades. So I think attitude mm-hmm. really come to the market bring a very unique Product. So our clean bamboo textile is is a patent protected process to turning organic bamboo into a fiber that will recycle water in the process and also using organic solution to dissolve the bamboo fiber. So there's a lot of innovative technology within the process itself. That's why the final product is so smooth and breathable and also tick all the sustainable boxes for our consumers. When you have
1: a good product, like that's the number one, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how great your branding or your marketing is. If your product isn't hitting the mark, then mm-hmm. how long are you going to be around? And from the research I did on you before this interview, it wasn't a quick process to develop that,
2: if I'm yeah. correct? Yes, it took a couple of years, our R&D. So we run a lot of small batch tests. One, we get the fiber right, but then you turn it into a yarn And then weave into textile there's a lot of nuances in that process you know the spec of the yarn and also then the weaving technology that all impact your final products so we we, took many runs that we finally get the perfect spec and combination that it's it's very soft but also still very durable it feels like silk, but you can wash like your cotton sheets. So that that's definitely a time-consuming process. Did you ever think that maybe you wouldn't get the right combination? No, I don't think so, because every iteration you see is a bit better. It's not rocket science that hard. So I don't think I ever doubt we will get there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. does take some patience there. Patience. I don't know if I have it in me.
0: Honestly, <laughs> we interviewed Catherine Hometh. She's the founder of Text, And it's, again, a very innovative textile. So it's basically like pantyhose that are indestructible. I don't know if you guys yeah. are familiar. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she she took us through her R&D period. And she's like, yeah, we, we probably tried this hundreds of times. I'm like, I would have yeah. given up so early. And I just have so much <laughs> (laughs) respect for people that stay with it because literally it's that tenacity that got you to the amazing products that you have now and i have all the respect in the world for that hustle
2: it's almost like if you learn new skills for example i want to learn ski or i want to learn bowling it's all about keep failing until you get that skill right you don't success instantly or you have to progress but you might start to do something quickly but at that like really advanced level it takes just years of practicing and, and yeah and the fine tuning mm-hmm.
3: fine tuning actually already won are selling so once you've already gotten a minimal Ooh. viable product you can get it out to the market and get feedback from people don't do r&d in a vacuum yeah uh, definitely yeah, get exactly. feedback from as many people as you can
0: that mm-hmm. is such good advice where do you think the line is and i know it's probably hard to say but like how do you know a product is good enough to take to market
2: for a physical product it would be would you return it would you buy if you yourself Mm -hmm. wouldn't even use it then you probably will face a lot of return problem which is also bad but it doesn't need to be perfect like we we start to launch with lighter color first when that lighter color is good enough before we venture into darker colors. so definitely it has to pass yourself as a consumer
1: yeah that's what me and Kelsey say with the podcast too we're like we only want to put content out that we would actually want to listen to, mm-hmm.
0: you know. Yeah.
1: And it's a good, it's a good benchmark for sure. If mm-hmm. we're not going to listen to our own episodes, then are we've really got a problem? <laughs> <valuable? laughs> yeah,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. It's true. Well, before we rant, round out this question, we have some quick hits for you. And you're not meant to just sit here with a ton of times, just whatever comes to mind. That's what we want you to share. Okay. Yeah. First question: What single trait do you most attribute to your success, Phoebe? You're up.
2: Yeah, I think it's my curiosity and a fast learning ability. Well, running a startup, you're learning new things day in day out, and I really love that. So it's actually feeding off improvement rather than Aww. like uh, draining my energy. So
3: I love that, Kat. Yeah, I would say honesty and connecting with people, because in order to build any kind of business, you really need people to like you and like your idea and start working with you, um, especially Very in the true. beginning when. You can't necessarily pay them market rates. Uh, You really want to make sure that people uh, want to align with you as a human being and on your idea as well. Why honesty? So I think honesty is the same thing as authenticity. So just being honest with yourself and being honest with other people and having that clarity as opposed to trying to obfuscate what you're actually trying to do or who you really are, that, that helps people connect. Next question is, what gives you energy?
2: So back to the curiosity attribute, I think learning new things give me energies and making progress, making small progress. There's no overnight success. You know, don't believe that. It's all about making little progress every day and it will compound. Like then a couple of years and you look back, you say, oh, I've came a long way.
3: I love that. Mine is an obvious one is sleep. Good sleep gives me energy. (laughs) So as a mom of two kids under three years old, uh, sleep is a a commodity that is hard to come by. So I really prioritize sleep and making sure that I get those seven to eight out. And sometimes it's been hard in the last couple of years, but it's very important in order to continue to be productive. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually... I read this book which is my next question for you but it's called why We Sleep I think yeah it's so great it is scary it is scary they're saying yeah. if you're going I think 24 hours without sleep it's the equivalent of driving impaired because of alcohol mm-hmm. like it is yeah. serious. And people yep. try to run businesses on three hours of
3: sleep. I feel like it's the single most thing that you can do to improve your productivity. Just make
2: sure <laughs> you get enough
3: sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not rocket science. What is the last book
2: that both of you have read? These days, I normally listen to audiobooks. And the last book I, I listen to is The Cultural Code. So it's talking about building positive company culture. I know I have that Come book. On. It's somewhere. Yeah.
0: I'll yeah. have to <laughs> read it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Kat, what
3: about you? So my last book is actually from our book club, uh, and it's Bill Gates, How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. And I thought that was a great book because it really summarizes this huge issue using scientific data, but Mm -hmm. making it really easy for a non-scientist to understand. And Mm -hmm. it's a very uplifting and positive book, despite... This topic being super depressing because he essentially says that there are a lot of solutions that we already have. There is a path forward for us so that we can actually avoid a climate disaster. There are a bunch of solutions that we already have. And, you know, of course, there's the transportation needs to evolve. You know, the way that we do construction needs to evolve. Mm. And some solutions are closer and are available already versus others that need a lot more investment. So it was also a really great way to think about what solutions we need to invest in and what we can do as uh, consumers versus what we can do as voters. So I just thought it was really great in terms of the actionable steps that we can all take. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, I'm adding it to my list. Mm -hmm. It's it's so important. That's a good one. Another
3: one that I would add is the drawdown, project drawdown. So that actually lists a bunch of solutions to climate change. And they actually list them by the impact they could make. So I think bamboo was one of the top 10, which is exciting because it is a really great carbon sequester, but also it regenerates land. So they are starting to plant bamboo in a bunch of places, places with degraded land that that helps to regenerate it.
1: Wow. Oh, and that must have felt good reading that. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I was like, great, you're using a really good plan.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Next question is,
2: what advice do you have for your younger self? Mm, Yeah, so my advice is ask for a ton of advice and then actually ignore most of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because nobody knows your company better than you. So so other people's advice is really good in helping you find your blind spots or to just avoid common mistakes, right? but you need to do your own thinking about what what's the mm-hmm. best solution for your company at, at that particular moment. What bad advice have you gotten? I wouldn't say it's bad advice, but even like when we went through into an accelerator three years ago, we have so many mentors. Sometimes they give you like 180 degree different advice. Most will work in different scenarios, but then you have to look at that and look at your own company at what stage. So which advice is actually useful for you, right? yeah. They could tell you like totally different. One would say do this and the other say, no, that's would be disaster do that. But you have to make up your own mind.
3: Yeah, great advice. Mm-hmm. Kat? The advice I would give my younger self is that trust that everything will work out because as an entrepreneur, there are a lot of ups and downs and, and certainly in the downs, it feels really bad. But knowing that things will eventually turn around and mm-hmm. go in the direction that they're meant to go is really helpful to keep in mind while you're experiencing the downs. That's Mm -hmm. a life lesson.
1: Oh, yeah, it's such good advice. One of my favorite mantras I tell myself if I'm stressed out is everything is always working out for me. I just like repeat it to myself over and over, and eventually Mm -hmm. it does.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like that too. There's the saying, right? Tomorrow is another day. Today looks really bad, but tomorrow is a new day. There might be new progress, new opportunity. Okay. This is a really stupid
0: example. I can't believe I'm going to share this, but I was going to shoppers to pick something up and I was driving and I had to park illegally. I didn't have to, I chose to park illegally. Let's be honest. And I was sitting in there and I'm like waiting for the checkout and I'm like getting so stressed out that I'm parked illegally and then I'm trying to get this and everything's taking forever. And I'm like, why am I assuming that I'm going to get a ticket or I'm going to get towed? Why am I assuming that this is going to take 30 minutes? Why don't I just live and stop worrying? And sure enough, I got what I needed, came out, no parking ticket. And that's a great example of like, I just worked myself up into a frenzy that didn't need to happen. So unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Love that story.
3: That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moral of the story, I'm so glad you didn't get park illegally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah stress out. If you, if you can, try not to stress out. Mm. Yeah
0: doesn't change whether or not you're getting the ticket, right?
3: Exactly. Yeah, right. So you might as well save mm-hmm. the stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, changing gears. What is one thing you don't understand?
2: Yeah, I am just start trying to learn and understand the NFT <laughs> trend. That's one thing I have not get my heads around it. Mm. So many people answer this question with crypto or NFTs right. or investing. You yeah. uh, yeah, need
1: to bring on some experts onto the show.
2: Yeah. 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 I, that
3: second that. I have no idea <laughs> what's going on <laughs> with NFTs. Um, and in general, I think I would love to learn more about the economy because it's so mm. confusing. There are so many factors of what's affecting it, especially recently with the yeah. pandemic and how things might go in the future. So that's something I'd love to learn more about. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I completely agree. Yeah. What's a brand other than your own that you're loving right now?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm loving lettuce grow right now. You know, that hydroponic uh, growing thing. I, I used to, whatever I grow, they die eventually. But since <laughs> I had that this year, because I moved to a new new house, um, I got one of those because one of our team members had that and, and just definitely advocate for that. Uh, and then start to grow my own veggies or herbs. It, it really works. It's so good. That feeling that from your backyard to your table, right? you have fresh yeah. vegetables. It's much more sustainable. I love it. Oh, good one.
3: And I would say Seaweed Bath Company. So they're a clean beauty brand that makes soaps and lotions and overnight face masks using all organic. And I really love their overnight moisturizing mask. It's Mm -hmm. green. (laughs) And it just feels amazing on your skin. And I love the fact that they use clean ingredients. I actually just ordered like 20 items to give out to my family for the holidays. So and they sent me a a really nice note saying like, thank you so much for your support, because it must have been a really big order. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was really nice. That is so nice.
1: Final question is, who do you think gets it?
2: Ah, I love the uh, pentagonia founder. I think he gets it. Definitely build a beloved company. The quality of the product, I have a lot of Patagonia products they last like forever and then what they do in in the sustainability space that they are so authentic they're definitely the leader in that space and he also he's over 70s he still go rock climbing he's still very active his health is in prime and I think that's definitely a role model for me
3: Mm -hmm.
1: it's it's such a good one they're such an inspiring company as well
3: Kat what about you I would say Jesse Horwitz, uh, who's the co-founder of Hubble Contacts, and we love his Mm. book called Selling Naked. It's really great for any entrepreneur starting a direct-to-consumer brand, uh, or even if you're working within a company and want to help that company do something direct-to-consumer. It gives really practical advice uh, in terms of the metrics you should be looking at, the tactics you should be trying out. It's very detailed. So I I love that he shared his experience with all aspiring entrepreneurs. Okay. I'm writing
1: that one down. Yeah, we're going to link that in the show notes too so people can go check it out. Yeah. Well, thank you both for chatting with us. It's been so great getting to know each of you better and getting to know the story of attitude. We will be back with Phoebe and Kat in a few days talking about leadership. All right. So I don't know about you, but now I really want to go buy some Etitude products, just hearing about how good they are for the environment, but also they sound amazingly soft and incredible. So if you're like yep. us and you want to shop Etitude, they were nice enough to give a discount code so you can use the code it for 15% off your first order. We will have a link in the show notes as well. Kelsey, don't forget to put it in the show notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Noted. It will be in the show notes. I don't want to wake up the day it goes live and not see it there. (laughs) People need sheets stat. We do not have time to get this wrong.
1: Okay. Give the people what they want.
0: I actually do really want some. Like, I'm not joking. I'm going to use our own code to buy a bunch of sheets.
1: And they have the most soft, lovely looking pajamas and robes too.
0: And they have the nice waffle knit towels, which just make your bathroom look so luxe. Oh, my gosh. And they're the comfiest things in the world. I'm actually going to use this. My mom's birthday is in January. She better not listen to this podcast. This is going to be a birthday gift.
1: Ooh, good one. Mm-hmm. We love it. So Maybe Malls will
0: get something too, but
1: Malls, I know you listen to every episode, so cover your ears.
0: <laughs> Just act surprised when you unwrap yeah. the gift, okay? She's a cutie. Love
1: you, Mom. Yeah, she really She's is. one of our biggest supporters. She saves every post on Instagram. I taught her how to do it. <laughs> She's cute. <laughs> Anyways, enough about that. So we have... <laughs> Can you tell we're at, like, our wits end, that pre-holidays...
0: Our last two brain cells. Vibes. Our oh last two brain cells have had too many margaritas. Yeah. Have they ever? Actually, I would love a margarita right now. Yes. Really go for one.
1: Yeah. A spicy marg? Uh, Ooh, not, after. Spicy marg? not after. spicy not
0: after. We had a... We had some bad spicy marks a couple of weeks
1: ago. We had some like, bad. Because somebody... Emma,
0: makes it, Emma makes it sound like she's a victim in this when really she's the perpetrator. I did not create those spicy marks. Okay, so
1: we were at our friend's cottage and Kelsey's like, we're going to make spicy marks. I'm like, great. Our friends didn't understand the assignment. I was like, can you go make me and Kelsey spicy marks? They go downstairs. They put jalapenos in the blender into the mix with the margarita.
3: <laughs> that not was your mark. idea.
1: All my idea was, was that I wanted a spicy mark. I didn't tell them (laughs) to put
0: it in the blender. I was not there. And I literally, I looked in the cup and there's not only like half blended jalapenos, but there's seeds floating in the margarita. And I'm like, this is going to be a no for me. I had one sip and my lips were on
1: fire and it's like, we're done. So a good spicy margarita. I also make a mean peach blended margarita, but that's a story for another day. Okay, so in a couple of days, we are going to come out with another episode with Phoebe and Kat talking all about leadership. They've scaled the team to 30 people now. And it's a really different skill set of starting your own thing yep. and then getting other people to build your thing. So we're going to go into all things leadership with them. Tune in, it's a good one. There's lots of good tips and have a great day. See you soon.